0: Wow, Whew. good to be in God's presence, that's awesome. Um, I am glad to to know that uh, while we are away that you guys were experiencing some good things too, heard some good reports uh, from last week and from our Youth Impact Weekend, and uh, so you know, God's really just doing some things all over. He's he's not he's not restricted to any area or region. He he's interested in in one region, the whole the whole world. <laughs> That's his area. He's like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and love the whole world. I'm gonna reach the whole world. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry over the whole world. I'm gonna save the whole world. And so, um, it's a such a blessing to. Being a church that loves missions, uh, you know, maybe you didn't get to go this time, but you got to give or you got to pray, and maybe next time will be your time. Uh, and so many of you have gone on our Poland trip. This is only my second time to go on the Poland trip, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It was, It was. there were some things that happened there. I, I don't want to get started on my testimony yet, but... Uh, God poured out His Spirit in a way that I've only seen twice in my life. Like, wait, this is, it was way beyond anything I've ever seen in a long time. So, now that the kids are back in and I'm done stalling, (laughs) because we want our kids to experience and be a part of, you know, they're missionaries already. There's got some some of them God speaking to them and saying, Man, I can't wait till I'm old enough to go on the Poland trip or the Honduras trip or the Ireland trip in the future or whatever other trip we come up with that God sends us on. And so we're excited to have them be a part of this. Uh I want to warn uh warn you that there are a couple of incriminating pictures of Guy Burchett in this video. And so um Swavik, um sent me some money guy and, and said I needed to post some some good pictures of you on this video and so uh he wanted to get you no he didn't really say that but uh it's a it's a joke from the trip Suavic of course is um Marx um one of his key associates overseas their whole student ministry really i guess kids and youth but um We had such a wonderful time. We're going to look at some pictures first and just give you, it'll give you a pictorial and video overview of our trip. And then we'll, we'll share a little bit about what God did.
1: But while you're collecting yourself, come on up. You know, one thing that hit me this morning, we took our first team 10 years ago. Swavik was younger than me. We were doing children's ministry in the basement of the church with his guitar and he would just lead us and father Abraham, and it was just like Grassroots, you know And I'm watching this and I'm thinking of my very first trip And like Terry and dad some of you guys will get this Those little kids standing around Swavic singing father Abraham is the worship team now It's all those kids we met 10 years ago who were six and seven years old, and now they're worshiping, taking it to the next level and bringing us into the presence of God. And uh, that, if nothing else, that's rewarding enough in itself for me is to, to watch 10 years of relationships and 10 years of growth and 10 years of ministry multiplying itself. It's precious. But Guy, I'll tell you a little bit before I start talking.
2: Well, a lot has changed. I don't know if you noticed it. Maybe not, but... You know how, we were, how the Spirit was moving in here earlier? Multiply that by a thousand. That's what was going on over there when we were praising worship. Every service, even in the morning teachings, that flow was flowing. The pour out and the filling of the Spirit was getting so much stronger that we were taking on deeper... Because I knew the Lord was telling me that they need to go, it's time to start going deeper. We need to start pre- pre- preparing them for the next level of their relationship. But there there's three things that the Lord told me this morning what He was doing for them. There's the three R's He was refreshing them, restoring them as in their authority that they have in Him, and the renewing of their relationship with each other. We had many kids that said, I, Yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. But when they got there, they're like blown away. They were, it was phenomenal. I mean, there really isn't a word that can really touch the basis of what God was doing in that room. Even all that plays and around. And yeah, every day it was a blast. But that's just a tidbit of that blast because to really go in deeper... Is letting yourself go, stepping out of your comfort zone, and that's what I had to do. I knew that since our fourth person couldn't go, it was time for me to step up, and that's what. So now you're seeing in there, I was teaching, so I got to talk, uh, teach some a uh, class that morning, and that was about David and Goliath, trust and truth. Because if you think about it, if David did not have the truth of Christ in him and God in him, then he, and he didn't trust Him. He wouldn't have been able to face the giant. Even when Israel, the, God's mighty army was there. And they were seeing this huge, crazy person in front of them. They were running and hiding. That's God's army. They shouldn't be doing that. And here's this young man coming up saying, you're nothing. My God's greater than you. So why should I even give you, you know, give in to you? But when I was doing that class, somehow, the way the Lord works, He went through me, and I gave a small testimony about what I went through when I was their age. Because of that, there was a girl that came up and grabbed Peter, one of the guys that translated for us. Came up and she said that on her way there, she was about ready to commit suicide. And she wasn't going to tell no one. But she wanted to tell me because of what I shared with her. And because of that, she said, because of what you went through and the way that God kept you from committing suicide, that's what he did to her that morning. That he said, no, come, just go, don't. And she was telling me that, and I'm like, Lord, that's why He had me go on that rabbit trail. is to let someone know it is you. And there's a lot of them when they were sharing their testimony at the end. It's like... You know, I kind of... Yeah. But so once they stepped in and they started just letting everything go, it just blew them out, blew them away. And at the, our last meeting, you see the pictures of everybody being slain, laying down, passed out, some of them got it three times, four times. Because when the kids would get up, they were so juvenated that they were going up to someone else and they're praying for them and they're walking around just watching somebody next thing you know they're going up to someone and boom and then two people will join in you got one person ganged up on five people next thing you know what they're down and um, one of the gentlemen that's the leaders well, he was out for about five hours four hours something like that I mean, he wasn't feeling good he was having struggles Lord took care of it. Because when he woke up, he's looking on his face like, okay, what happened? And it is it it awesome. I mean, but it is every year has been greater. Every year has been better than the year before, but that level of outpouring, the way the, le- the Lord just take care of it all. The way he put everything together, because I was doubting myself. I was doubting that what I was feeling, what I needed to say was was the real thing. But each class, each teaching just kept confirming, it's like okay, I give in. It's all yours.
1: Um it's hard to put words to to the things that we saw and experienced because it was just holy i don't i don't i can't think of another word to describe our last night with these kids except for it was holy and sacred and It was it was holy. I mean, it was just like God showed up in an in an amount of power that I don't know if it took a it it didn't take me by surprise, but it did. And you know, if you've ever if you've ever been in a place where God's presence is so tangible. Our physical bodies sometimes respond to the amount that's happening in the spirit realm, in our spirits. And so when Guy is talking about people being slain in the spirit, is is that sometimes we lose our ability to stand in God's holy presence. And... You know, sometimes we, we encounter God's, God's spirit all the time. You know, even in our worship this morning, we, we hang out with him. We, we get to know him. And, you know, there's always, like, God working, and there's always the demonic working, and there's always flesh. But I think that you get to this point when you reach an outpouring that's so great that God just takes care of all of it. And I don't know how that works, except for I know I saw it. Because the next day, the kids got up to share testimonies about what was happening. And they're giving detailed uh, descriptions of what was happening in them that's describing deliverance, salvation, miraculous healing, uh, visions of heaven. It was just... It was holy. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. I, I this is so hard to get up and try to describe uh what we encountered. But. Uh, it, it was something that. The Lord told me he would do. But I was afraid to believe it. You know, you don't want to put him in a box. You don't want to say like, because then if it doesn't happen, you're so disappointed. Um, but. I think for me personally going on the trip, uh, a lot of it for me happened earlier in the day, um, because I was speaking that night and, uh, we had a dear friend that we hadn't connected with for a while, take us to lunch. And I totally got worked over. I mean, I sort of felt like this is what some people feel like when you sit across the table from me and now I know I know that look. I know why you look terrified. um, Because that's what happened to me. You know when somebody asks you questions and you know they're asking you because they know something. Not because they really want to know. You know how that feels? And you can't hide and you can't do anything to get away from it. Uh, And that's sort of what it was for me. Uh, So I had this this encounter in my spirit earlier in the day that set me up for the evening where it was like the Lord did to me what I needed. He called some things out of me that nobody would have known. Um, Like even John was like, really? You want to do that? Yeah, I do. Uh, I hadn't shared it with anybody. Um, And so, you know, when you have somebody who's not expressive, you know, if, you, if you've been to Poland, you know Andrew. And we're driving there and I'm sitting in the back seat and he's looking at me in the rearview mirror and says, I'm serious, Ashley. It's like I can feel your destiny. You're made for greatness. And I'm like bawling in the back seat. Can you be like, passionate about this, (laughs) uh, you know, in his little accent, but there was something that shifted in my heart that, uh, I needed to have happen. Um, and so for me personally, that was like one of the, the highlights of the trip for myself. And, uh, that kind of just continued. It just led us straight into this time of ministry where, um, you know, I, I, I heard the Lord say that He was going to release a baptism of fire, and I didn't know what that was, but I guess I do know. And um, wow, wow, we have testimonies on video that we can't share today because we don't have enough time, but we'll try to do that at some point or send them out to you guys, just testimony after testimony. There's a girl who came who had flat feet. And had issues her whole life. And her feet aren't flat anymore. Totally healed. Totally healed. Uh, There was a guy... I mean, some of these, I'm like, I know there's more done than we even know. Uh, This guy with scoliosis, who had excruciating pain getting out of bed every morning. Took him like 10 minutes. You know, this guy's like 16. Uh, So much pain after that evening. The next day, he jumped out of bed and was totally pain-free, just totally healed. Nobody checked his spine. I don't know. I I assume he doesn't have scoliosis anymore, but uh, he has no pain anyway. Um, And here's the thing. Sometimes I think it's easy to be comfortable here because we can rely on what another person says, we can know our culture and we can assume a lot, but when you're praying for people in another country and you don't have a translator, you just have to really listen hard. And there's something released when you just trust and speak what is coming to your mind first. Because it's the spirit working. Because I couldn't say, hey, what's wrong with you? Why do you need prayer? I just had to pray because they only spoke Polish and I only spoke English and I didn't have somebody to be the middleman. And something, something happens when you're stuck in a position like, oh shoot, I better hear God and know what's going on here in the spirit. Uh, or I can just say a nice Jesus loves you prayer and we can move on. And so I think some of what happened is we were moved so beyond our comfort zone uh, where we had to be in tune with the Spirit. And so did they. Because here's the deal. There's no language barrier in the Spirit. It's beautiful. I'm praying in English. What I'm praying is happening to them, and they're understanding it in Polish. You know what I mean? God's speaking to their heart in Polish. He's speaking to my heart in English. But he's doing the same thing and accomplishing his work between the two of us in the Spirit. And that blows my mind. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good to see God move in mighty ways among his people and uh to just be a little part of this camp was was amazing. And it was something it was something we carried with us, but I say that not in a I say that in a most terrified and holy way. We've seen We've seen this outbreak one time before. And when I saw it again, it was like the Lord said, you brought it. Because you carry it. Like he hadn't forgotten. Like all the life that's happened in 11 years since we saw that. We still carried that in our spirit. And it was able to be poured out on a people that were hungry for it and expecting it, because that's all Swavik told me. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> well, good for you. I wasn't surprised. I knew God was going to move like that. I was like, okay, well, good. I'm glad one of us did. Um, but it was it was good. It was. I look forward to to knowing. And seeing the fruit of, of that encounter someday, I might, I might have to wait till heaven. But I know that there was so much more released than we even know, than we could probably even comprehend. Um, but we know that lives were changed and touched and bodies were healed and people encountered heaven. So I think that's all I'll share for right now. John asked me to share one more testimony. Uh, we had this this guy, Sebastian, who is the leader of the youth, and he is just a precious guy. And uh, so on that last day, he'd had a fever all day and not feeling good. And so uh, they were getting ready to go home because he was just done, and his wife was going to go by the pharmacy and pick up medicine. And Suavik said, no, why don't you just come in here? We'll pray for you. And so uh, he came in, and we prayed for him, and that dude was out for hours just laid out on the floor totally still for hours. I mean, we started playing games. I mean, he cuz he was like one of the last ones we prayed for. Here's the deal, too. You know what? When when there's an outpouring of God, what happens is it's not about anybody ministering, like everybody else takes over. And these youth would not leave. They would not stop praying. They wouldn't. They wouldn't stop. They they just kept on going and kept on going. They would not they would not back down, man. Somebody still had a headache. They're like, "I'm all over you," you know. Like they're just like locusts. I mean, they're just like going. This 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 youth, uh, he knew just a little bit of English. He this dude was praying. I mean, like out loud for like three hours. Then so he come over to us and he said, "Can you pray with me?" And so we're like, yeah, what do you need? No, I just want to pray with you because I can't stop praying. And so he's, he, he's trying to pray in English. God, fool me of your grace. Fool me of your love. You know, and he's trying to use every English word he can in the right sentence. And he's just going on and on and on. At the end of the night, I said, dude, you're like, you're like a mighty man of prayer. And he said, I think I'm, I think I'm feeling that. Uh, you know, where there's this little girl. She's this teeny tiny, smallest youth you could ever imagine, and she she's standing, uh, she's on her knees, up at the front, over these people, going like this, "Jesus, Jesus," which is Jesus. And she's moving her hands, and then she's singing some other things, just like, like in the sweetest, like, Jesus, Jesus. People would just pick her up and move her to another location to pray for someone else. And she would just still be doing, Jesus, and she'd just be, like, carried. And she'd be, and then she, they'd set her over somebody else, and, Jesus, Jesus. And those people were, like, getting healed, and, you know, and she's just, like, lost, I mean, it was just, like, these are the things that are stuck in my mind of watching the, this, this dude who's praying part Polish, part English for, like, four hours straight and little singing, floating girl, and, uh, you know, people would give up, come up and give their testimonies and say, well, when I got off the floor... I went over and then I couldn't stand anymore. And so then when I got off the floor again, you know, I mean, it was just like one of those things. But Sebastian, we pray for him. He's out. And he shared the next day. He said, it was like there was a battle raging in him between sickness and the Lord. And he said, I tried to move and I couldn't move a muscle. He said, I wanted to just pick up my finger. And he said, I couldn't. Move. He said, I could hear the things that were going on around me, but I couldn't move, and it was like I was stuck, and there was this battle raging in me for my healing. And he said, And then when I finally got my healing, which was after a very, very long time, which would make sense because he was on the floor for several hours, when I finally got my healing, I had this vision of Jesus, and he says it like this. He said, I know we all have these places where you meet Jesus. And so he took me to this lake, and he describes it with the bridge. And I had my feet in the water, and, and, and Jesus started teaching me how to walk on water. And we're like, whoa. Whoa. And, uh, when he got off the floor, he had no more fever or anything. Uh, it was, it was great. It was great. Good, good stories, good testimonies, good, good memories. Watching, watching God move and people being willing to, you know, be crazy for him. Cause you know, nobody wants to be the girl who yes for three hours. You know, none of us want to be that person, but when you just encounter Jesus, it doesn't matter. I will be more undignified than this is what David said. You know, we've got to get to a point in our worship and in our encounters with God, where we do not fear what he might do or what we might look like. But where we just go for him, where we just let him do what he needs to do, where we allow our spirit to be bigger than our flesh. And that might mean that we look crazy. It might mean that we manifest in a funky way, whether that's singing or whatever it might be laying on the floor for hours still or whatever. We have to get to the point where we're willing to let the spirit in us override the flesh. Amen. And when you experience God in great measure, you, you, have, you just that happens. You have to just let him take over. And if we're going to be the weird ones, then let's do it as long as it's Jesus and the Holy Spirit who's in control of us. <laughs>
0: Well, then, one thing we're going to try to do is get the uh, the video testimonies. They we, they filmed them for us and had the translator, Peter, translated it at the end on video of all the, all the kids and some of the adults at the camp. And so I'm going to try to get that to where we can just get it online and I'll just download it. Um, and we can maybe even make some hard copies just because it really gives you the... You know a little bit better picture, but even some of the kids it's like they just get up there and describe it, and they're they were so it is a little bit Europe's a little bit you know all the same they're they're a little bit tamer in some ways, and so it's just so matter of fact when they're sharing you know and then Jesus took me on this vision and you know and I went to a lake, and I'm walking on water, I'm like going, oh my goodness, this guy just had a vision. With Jesus and Jesus really met him like this is this is one of the most powerful things you'll ever encounter in your life. But it it was it was holy. That's all I can say. And I was definitely more undignified. <laughs> you know, on the day of Pentecost, I never I never thought of this before, but Pastor Adam. Uh, we did a youth camp, by the way. Um, <clears throat> we had five days of youth camp, <laughs> and we it built day upon day, morning and evening, morning and evening. Pastor Adam w- shared the, he's a pastor in Wrocław, Vrat- uh, which is about an hour and a half drive from where we were. It's the airport we flew into, and uh Pastor Adam was sharing and he was talking about the Holy Spirit and just kind of really got everybody kind of prepared to receive from God. And uh, never seen this before in Acts 2. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, you know, there's fire. And the fire comes and then it separates on everybody. Everybody starts speaking in tongues, unknown languages. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, But then he says, you know, it's interesting that it says Peter had to stand up. It says, Peter then stood up. Now get this, they don't kneel to pray in the Jewish culture. They would have been standing if they were praying. So if they were praying and standing and the Holy Spirit came, they were then on the ground in order for Peter to have to stand up. He would have probably, most likely, been knocked to the ground by the power of God. And so, you know, Peter then has to has to get up, and so uh, we were reminded of that that feeling. But uh, you know, every every session built. I'm I'm so proud of Guy. Um, I'm proud of that Guy stepped out. It was kind of like in our meetings, we just really felt like I I just turned to Guy and was just like, Guy, do you want to teach? <laughs> and I knew it immediately. I looked in his eyes. and I was like, he's supposed to. He's supposed to do it. So we get there. We tell Suave, "Yeah, Guy's going to do session. Guy, you know, not because Guy he has not because he views Guy any less. It's just like Guy's been coming for years. He's never done it before. He's like, oh, something new. And so, you know, for God to to send Guy across the ocean and have him share a very personal struggle with suicide for one girl." For one girl. It was just incredible. Obviously, we don't have many words. You can tell that that night just, you know, especially... It it built. I mean, there were good things happening. I want to tell a funny story here. Can I tell a funny story of my wife here? It's kind of on my wife. But the night before, Valentine's night was the last night. So it was like a love encounter with Jesus. Jesus, the Valentine's night outpouring. I will never forget. But the night before, it was a very strong night. A lot of ministry, a lot of prayer. You know, and a lot of the kids were, you know, some of them were were more receptive to God's presence. And you could be, begin to see them being affected by God. And one of the leaders, uh, which was Marta, is Sebastian's wife. So Sebastian and Marta are the local youth pastors for the Griffith Church at Mark's Church. Um, there were There were groups from churches all over. And... So at the end of the night, we'd done a lot of ministry. There's kids, you know, crying and different stuff. And, you know, we'd pray for healing. We'd done all kinds of stuff that day. I can't remember. But uh, so Martha says to Peter, who's translated, says, Ashley, come here. And Peter says, she says she wants to be slain in the spirit. And so, oh, I didn't know you could order that. <laughs> so we're like... Well, normally, we don't just like, it doesn't always happen when we pray for people. It's not, you know, but instead of thinking all those things, Ashley just goes and prays for her. A few people gather around, and guess what happened? Boom! She went down on the ground. Power of God. You have not because you ask not. I'm not telling you it's going to work for you if you do it like that, but it was working there. That was kind of a just a precursor to just the presence of God that was there. Um... You know, we did a lot of teaching, we did a lot of responses. Every single time there was responding, you know, of lies spoken over ourselves and receiving the truth. There were some very powerful altar calls. Um, and, you know, that last night, as my wife said, she actually took the last night um, and was really felt like she was supposed to speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so she did her regular baptism of the Holy Spirit message. Most of you in here, if you've been around our church a while, you've, you've heard that message. You know why she was standing on the chair, and you know she has the bucket of water, and it's all the same. Uh, except she said, this time I'm also going to say the baptism of fire. And so she asked me, because you know, I went to school, and I was supposed to know everything. You know, what's the baptism of fire? I said, well, I don't know. I'm getting old enough and wise enough to know it's smart sometimes just to say, I don't really know why it says in the Bible, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit of fire. I've got a lot of guesses and I can probably teach some opinions and stuff. I said, look, some people think that's the same thing as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people think it's something different. So do whatever God tells you to do. It works best with Ashley. That's what I tell her. Just do what the Holy Spirit says. Uh, She usually does it, and it works. Um, And so that night, she did the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit message, but she changed it up. The Holy Spirit changed it up and says, I want you to pray over the leaders first. So we brought all the adult leaders up first and it was just a just a setup by god and she says i want to we're going to pray over you for god to release the baptism of fire cuz all of them had been baptized in the holy spirit but we're just going to pray for whatever this is and so we begin to just lay hands on them and uh you know the power of god came and it was like oh this is what's going to happen tonight huh god <laughs> and so Even our translator, Peter, we prayed for him last, and I'm thinking he may not be translating anymore. He didn't fall over, but he was so affected by the presence of God that it was just amazing. And I knew God was doing some stuff in him. He had shared some This last year had been a struggle for him uh, physically, but also in just many different ways. But I also knew he had just had an encounter with God at the pastor's conference there a couple weeks earlier, and he told us... This was the best one yet, and I'm like, "Wow, they've been really good up until." Yeah, I've seen some pretty cool stuff, but he said this year was the best one yet. So God's just touching him, and so then Ashley says, "Okay, now we got to bring up the the student leaders." So that was mostly the worship team, uh, and we begin to to lay hands on them. That's when it really got exciting, uh, you know, because there's. I don't know, some of those kids, some of those young leaders are called to some special things in Poland. I mean, I don't know if they're just like city changers, village changers. A couple of them in that room might be nation changers. I mean, they really, like, there's just, you know, we pray for Cuba, those of you that know Cuba, oh my gosh. I didn't put the picture on. Sometimes you don't want to put the pictures of people just like sprawled out on the floor. You almost don't want to be like, okay, and make it a, sh- I like, because I, I don't want to be showy, you know, I'm not a showy person. But the fire of God came, was released upon that young man in a fresh way. He already had some fire, but he got some more fire. And, uh, so we prayed for the student leaders, and then we're like, okay, now if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, maybe that's the way you should do it, because they're like, all the other kids are like going, God is doing something amazing, do you want that? Yes. <laughs> Whatever is going on here is good, I want some of it. Some of them are scared to death still, but they're like, I don't know what this is, I'm scared, but I want something from God. And so there was about, there were 50 kids in this camp, several churches around the region, uh at least 20 of them came up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 20 to 25, I would say. So between 40 and 50%. And so we just start going down the line, praying for them. And it's just, you just have to listen real carefully because some of them begin to speak in tongues and then some of them are, you know, they're speaking Polish too. You're like, is that Polish or is that... <laughs> what am I hearing here? And so again, it was like my wife said, you have to rely on not what you see, like hey i'm gonna I can see and hear like if I pray for you and I know you only speak English, if you start speaking another language, I know you're speaking in tongues. I don't have to figure it out, but if you speak a language that I don't know, I just have to know, hey, what's God doing here? I can't pay attention with my ears. I have to pay attention with with my spirit, what's going on, what is God doing, and again, like we said that night, it went from there, I remember. One girl that really uh, touched my heart with, you know, it was like, her name's Dominica. It's not Ashley's Dominica. There's another Dominica that's at the Griffith Church. She's been in the child sponsorship program, Ashley thinks. So I don't know if any of you all have sponsored her in the past. Um, she's been very unresponsive. We didn't know all this, but she's been pretty unresponsive to the Lord. Uh, you know, if you say something to her, she would run out of the room crying in, in a public meeting. I'm not, literally... She's like a, they said she's like a porcupine. You try to get close to her and she pushes you away. And so I'm praying for the person right next to her, whoever it was. I didn't even remember what her name was till later. But I, I look over at this girl and I just go, and I'm like going, oh my goodness. God is gonna, is going to just wreck her life in a good way just a minute, God is about to do something amazing. So I'm almost like, I want to finish praying for you, because I, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know it's going to be something amazing. Because I just could sense, just like, God is going to so touch her life that she's never going to be the same. And so we move to her, and we just start praying for her. She starts falling down. I just, I just reached back. I just held her up. <laughs> And she's just like stiff like this, leaning back while well, we're just praying. We're just praying the power of God, the presence of God, the, just heaven is coming down to earth in her right in that moment. Finally, we, she couldn't even stand with her you know, her legs just collapsed, and we let her on the ground and continued to pray for her. And, uh, you know, Suavik told us afterwards, he said, he did say, that did surprise me that she was up front. That she responded. And he said, if she gives a testimony tomorrow, I'll probably cry. So sure enough, what happens the next day? By the way, this is how they do testimonies in Poland, at least this year. All the people that wanted to give testimonies, you know, six or seven of them came up front. Then they just started chanting people's names until they came forward and gave their testimony. You know, talk about peer pressure. (laughs) We could, we might start that here. We'll just start chanting, you know. Somebody here has a prophetic word. Let's just start chanting the names out. Katie, 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 Katie. Come on, share what God's telling you, Katie. Katie, you know. There's only one person that said no, but everyone else was just like, I'll get up there. So they chant Dominica's name. They chant her name. I mean, normally you just pay attention to her. She runs off and she cries. But she goes up there. She stands up front and she tells her testimony. And she says, you know, like all of them did, so when I got up, <laughs> when I got up off the floor, <laughs> I knew I had the Holy Spirit in me. And that's all she said. It was very simple. It was I mean it was very short. She shared just a few sentences. But she knew it was like there was a breakthrough there that was way more than just the literal words that were spoken. I know I have the Holy Spirit in me. And she was one that actually, she sat in the back for a while after she finally got off the floor. And then at some point, she began to pray for people. You know, there's another girl, Sandra, who's been at the church for years. She's on the worship team. And she one part of her testimony was this. I used to always wonder when the pastor would get up and say, I can just pray for hours. And she always thought, how, could, how can someone pray for hours? And then she says, but last night I did. And it seemed like no time at all. I just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I mean, literally, we started at 6.30 and... Sometime around midnight people finally started leaving and going to bed. We were supposed to have a fun Game at like 930 at night. I mean it was like were you there at face-to-face were you at that camp Jeremy? Where you know where like we never did late night because everybody was just laid out it was It was like that it was just so powerful that you know We didn't care that there was project one runway nobody cared what was going you know nobody cared what You know, when we were quitting, nobody cared. You know, at some point, you know, we we prayed for the line, and then we just got out of the way. It wasn't us. I stopped praying for people. I mean, we we prayed for, we probably had almost prayed for everybody, but then they just started praying for each other. And they're just getting up, and they pray for people. People are down again, down again, down again. And just like, you know, the pictures didn't do it justice, because it's just like... You know, I heard somebody saying, Hey, we're going to go pray for Peter. And so, like, I just crawled over. I don't know if I could get up or not. I don't even know. But I just crawled over and touched his feet and laid there at his feet, and we prayed for God to have a breakthrough in his life. And I know he did. I know there were things that happened in Peter's life. Man, the leadership there... Uh, got touched as well as the kids. I mean, that was the amazing thing to watch was that God was, was setting apart uh, the leadership there and really just rejuvenating. And so, you know, there was time for us. I mean, I know a guy got prayed for a bunch of times and, you know, I just laid on the ground at some point. At some point I said, God, I'm just going to lay in your presence. You do something in me. You know. But I know there's one thing that that God said to me was this he doesn't want that to be something special that we only talk about every 10 years you know sometimes we have those moments like i've been to two i've been to two places where the presence and power of god was this strong i've been to some good meetings too i've been to some good stuff i've seen people slain in the spirit before but i've only been to two times where you just go, this is an outpouring. This is an outpouring. I mean, it's one of those things where you're in the room and you're just like, you have to worship. you Because you, you know it's holy. You know God is here. This is not regular Pentecostal meeting where there's lots of stuff happening. And I'm all for all that. It was, some, it was the, the next level. I know you've experienced it, Miss Dorothy. I know you've experienced it, Paul. I know you've experienced it, Ronnie and Carlene. Where there's a good meeting and God does stuff. And then there's the outpouring night. And you hesitate even to talk about it. Because you're like, oh man. I don't know how to describe it. But I believe God wants to raise our expectancy level. He wants to raise our level of expectancy to say, hey. I think God does that to get us to say, hey, hey, this is possible. You don't have to just stay here. You can go here. You can go to this level with me. You can see things happen in my presence that will blow your mind. But if you're content just to stay here, you'll stay here. I mean, I know you guys prayed for us. We fasted, and we were praying and other people were fasting and praying. and I know Suavik. Man, that guy is a man of God right there. He's so low-key. He's so down-to-earth. He's so self-effacing. Uh, but man, that man has, has the presence and power of God in his life. He just gets up and does it matter-of-factly. Because he, he had the revelation before we got there. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. God gave us a word before we were going to go. It was from Greg. who's not here today. Greg Long. Um, and said, God's going to surprise you. God did surprise me. I don't know about you, guy. God surprised me. It was such a good surprise. I'm so thankful, but I'm also saying, God, help me not just make that a special event. And again, we can't manufacture it. I'm not talking about working it up. I'm not talking about trying harder. I'm just talking about, God, get us in tune and raise our expectancy level because that's what happened. Was we met for five days straight, we're worshiping God and we're seeking God, just like any camp. You know, the expectancy level begins to raise day by day. And I need to meet with God day by day, so where my expectancy level is raised. I mean, I just waking up. I mean, again, I know it's you're jet lagged and you're in another time zone, but I'm like waking up in the middle of the night. I'm just praying in the spirit. I'm like, I cannot get enough of Jesus here. I'm just, I just want to pray more. I just, I just want more of Him. Other things aren't as important anymore, and so pray pray for your pastor that he stays this way, that he gets even more full of God, because we weren't concerned who was doing what. We weren't concerned. Oh, I prayed for someone and they got healed, or they got this or that. It didn't matter. It just got to the point where it doesn't even matter anymore. You know how we're always thinking when you're when you're praying? Let's be honest. Some of you, you just have to be honest. When you're thinking, you're, there's like this, there's still a little bit of you involved and you're like, well, something happens when I pray. But you're thinking of yourself because you're, you're like, we have to just let that go and let the Holy Spirit come in and just, hey, I'm just going to do what I want. To not limit yourself, because some of us believe the lie that nothing's ever going to happen like that when I pray for somebody. And that's a lie. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, and I have the Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit, power of heaven is available. We talk about it all the time. And I pray, I'm praying for us in our country. Man, what we need is, we need an outpouring in our country. We need need an outpouring. And we need to pray for it. We need to seek God for it. I know it's getting late, so... I just want to raise your expectancy level. That's my prayer for all of us, is that we we have stirred your hunger this morning to say, I want to get more of God. The only way to get more of God is to get with God. (laughs) There's no other formula. You just got to go to Him. And let Him begin to do things, break off lies that you believed... Begin to speak to you. Begin to release gifts in you. You have to take a risk. You have to do things you haven't done before. You have to step out in faith sometimes, and you'll begin to see. I begin. We're going to begin to see the presence and power of God released. Give, and it will be given unto you. That's what I'm believing. I'm holding on to that word, Ronnie. We we've, we we've, we we were able to give something there that was only from God, and I believe that God wants to say, "I'm going to give you something that's that's from me. That can only come from me." So let, let's stand up and let's let's close. If you do want prayer, if you just say, "How hey, I want I want prayer for something today," um, we'd love to pray with you. Um, this isn't a big altar call day. I just feel like God wants to stir our hearts and begin to unlock something in your spirit. Some of you, it's been asleep for a while. Some of you, it's been asleep. And God wants to wake up those things that have been asleep in you for a long time. And say, it's time to let that out. It's time to wake up. So Jesus, I thank you right now that you are a great God. And we thank you for the testimony, Lord, that stirs our heart to believe for more, to believe in faith. Thank you that you want to meet with us more than we want to meet with you. God, and what we what we saw there was just your desire being poured out, your longing being poured out. And so, God, we want to say to you, we want what you want. We want your desires. We want your longing in our lives. God, we need that in our families. Lord, there's some loved ones we need. That they need to see an outpouring of, of healing, Lord, an outpouring of the presence of heaven. God, we, we pray for that. I just speak to every heart here. I command every heart to be open in Jesus' name. I command spirits that have been asleep, wake up. Wake up to the Holy Spirit. Wake up to the fullness of God. Wake up to the power of heaven. Wake up to the truth of the word of God. Wake up to freedom. To others, it's... Something that has never been experienced, Lord. And I thank you for breakthrough. I declare breakthrough over every heart in this room. I declare breakthrough over every heart that's connected to our church family, God, that's not here today. Lord, breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I declare that. We thank you, Lord, that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, they're not fleshly, they're mighty in you. And so we, we speak to our minds as well, Lord, let our thoughts become obedient to Jesus Christ. I declare every thought and mind in here that is thinking things that are not from you. I ask for those voices to be silenced, and I ask for the voice of the Holy Spirit to begin to grow louder in all of us. God and I thank you for a great harvest, Lord, you've even confirmed it today with a prophetic picture that has been shared with me, God. there is a great harvest, Lord, that we are to be a part of Lord. Lord, we are to be a part of your business on earth, Lord. The harvest is plentiful if we will just open our eyes. If we will just go, if we will just take a risk, if we will just reach across our street, Lord, if we will just go across the street to our neighbor, Lord, if we will just get on a plane and go and to another nation, God, the harvest is plentiful. Lord, you are pouring out your spirit. Lord, you promised that. Lord, you said you want to pour out your spirit, that your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. God, you promised the miraculous, Lord. And so we choose to align ourselves with you this morning. And to open ourselves up, God, let our hearts be open. Let our spirits be open. Remove every, every roadblock or barrier that would hinder us, God. There's fear. There's, there's thinking too much over things, Lord. There's, there's wrong teaching that's in our, in our heads sometimes, Lord, that we need to let go of. Lord, there's just doubts that God loves us. Lord, we just thank you for shattering all those lies and coming into our hearts and breaking through. Lord, we we thank you that we don't have to look behind for the best. Lord, we look forward for the best. Lord, we know and believe that what you've done, you will do again. That you will do things even greater. In Jesus' name, amen.